Hey everyone. This is Mukul and this is Swapnil. Welcome to Going Slow podcast where we discuss our product journeys and also have casual discussions around life, universe and everything in between. Hello hello. Welcome to episode 15 of Going Slow podcast. Hey Swapnil, how is it going? I think it's good. I was traveling a bit for some family functions, met a couple of Twitter friends in real life for the first time. So, yeah, just came back yesterday and back to work from today. How about you? How has your week been so far? Oh, it's it's been pretty good. I I was traveling uh, I traveled a bit last week uh, for my visa so i'm pl- applying for a tourist visa shenzhen visa and I, i had to go to delhi for that to submit all the documents and all the other processes that was required so yeah so next month i'm trying the digital nomad lifestyle basically traveling for around 60 days or 70 days and figuring out if the digital nomad lifestyle is for me or not so that was something i wanted to try for a long long time and yeah well this time there is opportunity to do that so i'm currently exploring on that so super excited for it and yeah let's see how it goes yeah this feels like a super cool lifestyle experiment so i'm looking forward to seeing getting your insights <laughs> after yeah after. so i have few questions basically for myself in that whole process basically that whether that lifestyle is for me or not because i have seen like many people who are traveling loves to travel but there are many like a big subset of people who don't like to like travel and work from there so this is like a uh, place where i'll go stay there and have a balanced work life like for example whatever life i have right here i will have there but with the extra views and scenery and all the other things that city provides so i'm and try to figure out whether that lifestyle is for me or not or and also i'll be going solo so one of the other questions will be like whether the solo thing works or not or whether it gets uh, like uh, lonely over time or boring over time so all these kind of questions i had before too but it just winging it this time and we'll see like whether it works or not if it works then amazing if it doesn't work then i'll think of something else to do at the right yeah so yeah i mean it's like an experiment which i would say i'm getting a chance to do so i'm like totally taking that <laughs> opportunity yeah sounds good and do have people uh, do you have friends there uh, in case it gets lonely uh, no <laughs> so one oh. <laughs> so there is no one so i don't know anyone from our college or any of my friend who is there i don't know but one of my friend is coming there for 10 days he has some conference there so yeah the one so there are some dates overlapping i would say 10 days or so but after that i'll be solo so Yeah, I mean, I'll have both experiences, so I'm super happy about it that there will be a part where a friend comes in and we'll have fun together and the second part will be solo where I'll be able to figure out whether uh, it's fun or not, like whether it affects my work or not, whether it's fun or not, and whether it's sustainable for a longer lifestyle or not. So, yeah, I'm mean, super, uh, super happy or super, super excited to try it out, basically. This was something I wanted to do it for the long time, but I always used to delay it because there's so much, I would say, 
inertia in applying and doing all those paperwork. So I always used to hesitate. But yeah, uh, finally I was like, let's let's do it. <laughs> so you mentioned there's a lot of inertia. So what got you off uh, the other side? What was the trigger, finally? I would say the friend coming to the there for the first 10 days was a major inertia uh, breaker. So he said that he'll also come for first 10 days and I'm like, oh, that's uh, amazing. Then I have a hook, <laughs> then let's not delay it even more. Otherwise, for example, if I'm planning on my own, then there is a very hard way to select a date because everything is open, right? Like I do not have any hook. So now I have a hook yeah. that a friend is no, coming in there. <laughs> that friend provided you a constraint. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, so it was like some kind of deadline and a hook that, oh, so I have to be there by then. And uh, mm -hmm. then I was like, let's uh, do this. Like, let's go all in this time. And yeah, I mean, I was uh, super concerned that it will not work out because I was searching on many of the forums and in communities, they were all saying that it's very tough to get like long duration visa, like 60 days, 70 days. You can get 15 days with no issues, but applying, getting like 70 days visa and 80 days visa is very difficult. But yeah, I got, but it was approved as like majorly relieved. So I think it totally depends on your travel history. So for example, if you're applying it for the first time, then it gets difficult, but like everything else, I think it's all compounding. <laughs> like for example, if you have traveled like few places in the past, then it shows that oh, you have traveled before and you have a travel history, then future things get easier. So yeah, I think that helped a lot. It's like a, a credit card thing. Like you improve the credit yeah. score by using that credit card, by picking all the purchases. So I have realized it's same with travel. Like with each travel, you make your passport strong. So right. uh, and our passport is very weak. So <laughs> that <laughs> we need it. <laughs> and how are things going? Things are good. I would say like we have multiple projects in hand right now. So, for example, we have a Pointo, we have another app called Depo, and we have a new app which we discuss on the podcast, which has signed Panda, which is basically DocuSign for Shopify. And in the, like last month, we also released like a mini side project that was with respect to like Shopify subscription analytics. And uh, yeah, so there are like a lot of, I would say, branches out there, and we are just two people. So... I would say the major challenge is now balancing it out. Like it's like, for example, I feel that's what I feel. If we focus on one thing, then the other thing loses momentum. If we focus on other thing, the first thing loses momentum. So it's, I would say tricky balance as of now. Like we want to invest in all, but we are like stretching ourselves a bit thin right now. The sign panda, I know. What is this other subscription analytics? Subscription analytics, basically, I would say like subscription and churn analytics specifically for Shopify. So, for example, have you heard of Bear Metrics? Mm -hmm. uh -huh. So, it's like Bear Metrics, but for Shopify. So, for example, Bear Metrics is majorly for Stripe, where they give you subscription analytics, churn analytics, and everything related to that. 
So we built this mini project where you can uh, get like all the data uh, where you can see all the data uh, with respect to subscription and churn specifically for Shopify apps. So uh, Shopify apps and Stripe are very different because Shopify works in a very different way. So the integration, I would say, is very different from the Stripe web. So we heard that uh, there are many issues with the bare metrics solution we are using. So uh, we thought like, let's hack it together. Let's hack a solution for us. And then when we had the solution for us, uh, we were like, let's try to open it for all and see if it has any response. So yeah, I mean, we built it, it opened, but as our project, it's not like you do it and that's it. So it's like a project where you'll have to continuously iterate on it, improve on it. So that process is, I would say, getting slower because we are involved in a lot of other projects too. So that's one of the things we are figuring out how to be, be how to be better at it, like how to manage that better or how to improve that whole, I would say, hmm, friction. So yeah. right. how do you currently work in between different projects? Do you like, spend some time on all projects regularly or do you work in sprints as in you pick one project, go deep on it? in a few days and then rotate every few days. How do we correctly work? Almost mix of both, depending on the situation. It's not very, I would say streamlined as such. So I would say like, we will have things to do. Like we know like what are there are list of things we have to do uh, for all the apps. So we have just list down all this point and we'll pick the one uh, which is like of higher priority or which is which has the highest ROI so uh, one with the highest ROI will pick up we'll do it as long as it takes and then if it's like a 15 minute thing so if it's like a 15 minute thing some issue or some point we'll do that right away but other than that uh, yeah it all everything depends on what's the ROI of that thing so no that's why like uh, once we do that but sometimes like for example some because the the thought process that you always do one with the highest roi isn't uh, like the best approach because sometimes you have to think of a long-term thing what will happen if we do this in like five six months or so so for that long-term thing we sometimes like take a step back and just do what we feel is the best for any of the product to grow in long term. So when we launched Appointo, Appointo was a Calendly's integration with Shopify and it was growing, but it was not growing as fast as we thought. So in that case, we took a step back and we built our own scheduling solution. Like we basically sunset Calendly and we built like a solution where everything could happen in Shopify itself through our app. So this was something we took a step back and uh, did that and it paid off immensely, like immensely, like we couldn't have reached the goals we had with the Calendly integration. So I think both approaches, mix of both approaches help for us. So we're trying to uh, use the same way as of now, but it's just like things are taking way more time than expected 
and i would say things are getting tricky and all those things so we have some kind of process but it's just like there are things that we have to do and they are piling up so we're trying uh, our best to like tackle it as fast as we can and as the best way as we can without like suffering that work life balance what about Quality. you like do you face any issues something like that like where you have to like uh, work on multiple things at once and how do you tackle that yeah i think this happens every now and then and as you were talking i was just thinking about the same thing in our context as well which is we have one vertical one thing which is working nice but then at the same time we are experimenting with a bunch of other things so it's very hard to justify working on the new thing in terms of a short term roi because there are immediate things you can do in the main vertical that is working that will give an immediate roi but at the same time it carries a risk which is like you're not diversified enough so if a computer comes in that particular domain or any anything happens then you have all your eggs in that basket so it will hit you directly i'm mostly thinking in terms of diversifying so that any random event does not completely wipe us out that's the thought process behind investing into new domains but it's again like a long term thinking you know that new things will take time you can't roll it out today and have good returns quickly it will take few months maybe 3 months 6 months maybe a year but yeah the thing is ki it will take that time whenever you start so that right of passage will always be there so yeah better to start and gain some insights along the way yeah i agree i mean in that like i always feel it's very easy to get stuck like for example when one thing is going good there is a possibility that as thing is going good you will lose that bigger picture because thing is going good now so you'll just focus on that one thing but uh when if you take a step back there is like a very big picture you can see and uh, if you could do something which like it's like plant a seed now it can grow to a very big tree in some time so yeah i mean taking a step back i yeah, totally like always work and i think it's like placing bets once you have something like once things are going good so you start uh, i would say placing bets on multiple things and most of them don't work definitely but if <laughs> any of it works then it's like a win because if something works then you, i think we forget all the bad ones so it's mostly i think placing bets and raising the stakes <laughs> yeah i think touched upon this in one of the previous episodes about hedging bets as a time investor yeah yeah <laughs> yeah because i think as mentioned before to all the short term gains are already done like you are done everything in your everything possible to get those short term gains like you have built a product you have uh, built team you have built the processes to get those short term gains now everything is about sustainability like how do you make it sustainable in the long term how do you make it so that it will grow long term <laughs> so 
Yeah, I mean, I, 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 that feels great that you have like you have the same approach. Then I think then we are in the right direction. <laughs> okay, so coming back to the subscription analytics app, like, can you give me like a use case, like an end-to-end user journey of what a particular customer is looking for, and then how does this problem? <clears throat> yeah, so basically, in that scenario, we are actually our own user. So, for example, we are Shopify app owners. So there is a lot of subscription and churn, both things going on in all the apps. So Shopify has a, like a different system. Like for example, if someone subscribes into the Shopify app, they don't get charged at that point of time. They get charged in the Shopify invoice. So for example, Shopify invoice happens every month or so. Like for example, at the end of the month, they have the Shopify invoice. And in that, they will have our app charges. But like if you subscribe at any point in the month, you will get charged at that time. So there is a delay. If you see, like if someone has installed the, subscribed to the app and someone has paid for the app, there is actual delays. In Stripe, it doesn't work like that. But in Shopify ecosystem, it works like that. So for example, in many cases, what happens if someone subscribes to the app, but in, uninstalled it or gets closed or something happens and... Like, for example, they don't pay their Shopify invoice, then basically our charge gets like frozen and we do not get that subscription amount. So that is like the whole gist of difference between the uh, bare metric solution and Shopify solution. So what we are trying to do is like building a um, base where you'll be able to see all the data with respect to Shopify subscription analytics for your Shopify apps. So for example, you'll be able to see how much your app is growing, like what's the month over month, what, what's the uh, LTV, what's the user churn, all those kind of metrics month over month. And our plan is to build like more robust solution where you will be able to see, like for example, the categories of stores which are subscribing to your app. So for example, if you have uh, shop, if you have like a lot of stores installing your app, so what categories do they belong to? That's like our long-term goal. Like for example, you will be able to see eventually something like this kind of stores, like stores which has like in health industry or salon industry, they install your app more. So once you get like that idea, then you will be able to know what to target and what not to target. And also like a basic overview of like how much uh, net MRR moment you had, like how how much was it positive? What was the churn? What was the expansion revenue on all other things? So initial goal is to build that net MRR thing, like we're giving a insight on how your things are going month over month, and eventually we would like it to grow to a state where we could recommend like which category of users you would like to target, which category of users you should target. So, yeah, that's like our starting goal, ultimate goal. All right. Yeah, I think this is like proper dog coding. So <laughs> this is helpful for you as well. Yeah. So uh, our intention was to build it as an internal tool. But uh, yeah, so we just exposed it. We were like, let's just try it. But it requires a lot of iterations to be at a stage where it will do all the things I have said. So, yeah, we'll slowly iterate on it and make it 
as good as possible basically for us and then i think if it works for us then i it should work for many of the uh, customers and the best part is like in this case we do not have much expectation so if it doesn't work then it's fine too because at least it's a tool which we use <laughs> so both scenarios we are like okay it's fine like it's like a bet we took if it works then that's a good thing if it doesn't work then it's okay it's okay too world and thinking out loud would the shopify stores be open to sharing their subscription shopify apps not stores because it's a app yeah. store so there are like many shops who are open to it so basically few of them are using it already so there may are many many of them open to it and like our goal is not to sell any data so that's why we have like a subscription model in that that's why like we don't we are mentioned it specifically that to make it long sustainable and everything we will charge like subscription fee so there is a tile per and subscription fee so we had a concern that many of the stores will be hesitant but as of now they were not like because they want the solution to like what we are building if someone is trying it out they are looking forward to have that solution too so yeah i mean maybe the people who are not willing to have that solution is not using it already <laughs> like basically they are not using it at all so those who are not hesitant basically they are using it so but but in terms of like we want to be like extra privacy secure in this because that's a very sensitive data so we do not leak it anywhere we do not share it with anyone we just want to build a product which is good for us and everyone and it should be self sustainable like for example whatever charges we with respect to hosting with respect to everything it just like becomes like self sustaining forever kind of thing like for example this podcast we uh, have whatever monthly charges if we have some sponsorships or if we could do something in future if it makes everything self sustainable not that without being self sustainable it's an issue but it just like if things become self sustainable and then it will run forever <laughs> yeah and I, this app also provides you an opportunity to aggregate insights from a lot of data so i like that part where you can get data from multiple apps and then recommend some trends from insights to to individual apps yeah i mean we do not want to interfere like other apps data with one like but we want to basically in terms of insights our goal is to provide like insights on the stores the app is like the store which have installed their app like for example if there are like whatever shopify stores who has installed their app what kind of stores are using your app and what region or demographic if possible like what region which area or which set of customers are looking forward to use your app the most so all those things basically so that's our like uh, major goal got it and how's the overlap between the users of this new app versus customers from other apps like Apollo and Defo there is is there a lot of overlap no because the target customers are totally different in terms of Shopify Apollo and Defo our target customers are Shopify stores but for this app Shopify subscription analytics the our target customer is Shopify apps not the Shopify stores so there is no overlap because both are different so it's like a 
totally different thing or totally different customer base we are targeting but wow. but yeah i mean it's a and it's the <laughs> i feel the hardest customer base to target to because the group is developer so yeah i mean we'll see like how it uh, goes but yeah i mean the app market is super super tough to crack you have to sell them by they can't do the same thing by themselves so yeah and not just themselves and also that it makes your life easier and better sometimes like that sometimes like for example if it doesn't make their life easier for like every second possible or every day possible they'll not buy it yeah for example so one of my friend i have recommended him uh clean shot many times clean shot alfred many times yeah. but he hasn't installed it or he has it tried it because it's something which is like very good to have but once you use it you feel oh this like you don't try it because it's just like a good to have thing yeah so i have clean shot as part of my setup subscription have you uh, heard of setup yeah yeah you already told me it's like a multiple app subscription thing right that's a very yeah, cool yeah. idea uh, to be honest yeah it's the the positioning is it's is the netflix for mac apps yeah so it's i think it works on affiliate model i think like whatever affiliate most probably like or they so they, it works on usage so let's say i have i'm paying a monthly subscription and i use let's say five apps in a month so my subscription price gets divided in those apps oh got it got it Yeah, I mean that's a cool idea. Like that's like a mm, app aggregator, like a second app store kind of thing. That that feels cool. Like uh, so, there was one idea which I uh, heard in a podcast and which I really like actually. So the idea was, and I I found one Instagram page for it, and it was such a cool page. So the Instagram page name is something like favorite find, favorite product find, or favorite find. So what they do is like uh, in each video, I will find one cool product on Amazon or uh, anything Shopify stores or Shark Tank product or anything. So they'll find one small product which is like very fancy, very cool to have, or very small and very useful, but very unique. Like basically, you haven't heard of it in a like in a normal way, but it's like a very unique use case they are trying to solve. and they'll say like what they use it for and how is it good like how does it do and it's like a 30 second video real kind of thing and then at the end they will have like a affiliate link so it's such a cool thing like for example if you just do the some math like for example they if they have 100000 followers and they have something like in that range like 50 to 100000 followers so if you have 100000 followers and your reels is getting I think reels get more views, most probably, and they they must be doing it similarly on TikTok and all other platforms too. So if you have hundred thousand followers, then you'll be getting like more than hundred thousand views across all platforms like TikTok, other than the videos which are getting viral. So you'll have more than hundred thousand views on YouTube and Instagram combined, and then you have an affiliate link at the bottom. So if you have like hundred thousand views, so 
if i'm being conservative and say like if 0.5% gets converted or 0.5% use affiliate link or less than that it's like a direct profit like for example it's like you're getting uh, money for the recommending things and one other way of revenue stream is like for example what if they partner with the product so they'll get a <laughs> they'll get a some kind of contract offer for recommending their product so it's like branding or i would say influencing or something like that but that's a great idea that it's a uh it's something which i feel may not be like million dollar or something like that where it's something which can generate 4567899000 dollars per month something like that depending on like how big it grows Yeah I think if you have 100k followers you are sorted. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have been uh, seeing these posts from Hyrect. Have you seen people putting ads from Hyrect? A lot of influencers did that in the past few weeks. So yeah that's the same thing. Get a presser to the pay that influencer and then just get the buzz. And that is more effective than putting out an ad somewhere or rolling out a marketing campaign it's just like spam influencers and that has good reach yeah i think uh, it, that is what something is changing right like there are a lot of people who are sponsoring now youtube influencers and podcasts and everything else because it's a easier way to get the distribution like some sort of distribution via that and uh, <clears throat> I I feel that's going to grow in future definitely. When I found their Instagram page and love that idea is like oh this is amazing. I'm not sure what what all things they are doing right now but they must be doing like these kind of things. I feel that that whole thing has so much potential because there are so many things you can do then you will build a merch store where you will sell t-shirt, coffee mugs and everything. So it's like a multi diversified revenue stream. <laughs> which is super cool yeah to so the last thing which is what is one recommendation from you this week so let's start with you by <laughs> okay so i watched this movie called parasite sometime back and uh, i i really loved the movie the direction the effects all the scenes i don't don't want to give it away okay i can maybe talk about a brief synopsis so it's like a low income family it makes its way into a rich person's household one by one so that's like parasite they enter that household as house help and uh, then things get crazy so that's one of the best movies i've seen in a long time so yeah do check it out it's called parasite Oh, I have heard of it. Like I think it's like a Oscar-winning movie. Yeah, I have heard of it. I haven't watched it. It's a South Korean movie, right? I have to. Correct. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely watch it. It's. Uh, I mean, I have heard like so many good reviews about it. It's just like I haven't started it. One thing from my side, we I would say it's a podcast called How to Take Over the World, and the title is very <laughs> intense. But podcast is something about history. So it's like biography kind of, but a biopodcast. So for example, pod 
who is hosting the podcast he just basically reads like for example i have heard episodes on vladimir putin and so he does like kind of biography podcast on lot of like great figures in history so vladimir putin alexander the great and all those things uh, what he does is like he uh, does it in a way that he explains their history and he mentions specific points like what change like what exactly did they do at this point that changed their whole course of history like what exactly did they do that made them what they were at that point of time like what an ordinary person will do and what they did to something different which basically changed the course for them i mean, it's such a great listen because it's a very amazing story too like for example when i listened to the episode for uh, putin i was like whoa this is amazing like because he narrates well too and it's like i would say catchy history lesson and it gets a the the way of storytelling the way of narration and i would say the character itself like uh, the character you're listening about is like i i totally like that experience also have opened it in a tab and check it yeah. out all right then uh, if you like this episode let us know by tagging us on twitter our handle is going slow board if you didn't like us then dm us and let us know so that we can work on your feedback and yeah that's all for today See you next time until then stay curious and don't forget to have fun <laughs> see ya